Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. The sincere believer has a heavenly Father. It is His will that His children be holy as He is holy. In order to move them toward that end, He disciplines or chastens them. Today on Drawing Near, we focus on God's purpose in chastening His children. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 12 and study Chastening's Purpose. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Heavenly Father, we come before you today grateful for our relationship with you through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, his coming to this earth, his dying on the cross and resurrecting, is your great demonstration of love for us. Love for us who, when Jesus died, were still sinners. We had made no move toward you at all. Father, thank you for your work of salvation in our hearts, for being our God and our Father, our Savior. Now, Father, open our eyes to the truth of your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's open our study with reading Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom the Father does not chasten? So the first thing we learn about chastening from God is that it is a result of our being his children. If you endure chastening, and the word endure there doesn't mean if you can actually endure the discipline, the difficulty, the time frame. It means if you have to endure chastening, if chastening is a part of your relationship with God. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. A father doesn't discipline another man's children. He might correct them or point something out, but it is not acceptable that they would be disciplined by another father. God is our father, and when he deals with us as with his children, part of that relationship is he corrects our wrong, our sin. He chastens us. He disciplines us. He moves us toward something. He goes on and says at the end of verse 7, For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? Now, in our society today, we can say that there are a lot of sons that their father does not chasten or discipline, punish, correct. Children are being raised and trained differently today than probably at any other time in history. It's a part of Satan's plot to destroy family, and with family, culture. We have to deal with chastening from God because we are his children, and we need to know that. Verse 8 goes on and says, But if you are without chastening, if you do not endure chastening, if chastening is not a part of your relationship with God, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. So if chastening is not a part of your relationship with God, you're not his child. You're a pretender. You're a phony. And the writer of Hebrews points out, if you're without chastening, of which we all have become partakers, the writer of Hebrews says that he himself has been chastened by God or is chastened by God. All believers are chastened by God. None of us are without sin or good enough that we do not need God 
moving us forward to holiness and maturity. Which brings up verse 9. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who have corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? We have a relationship with God, and His discipline in our life, His chastening in our life, His correction, should result in our drawing near to Him, respecting Him, being in subjection to Him, in other words, humbling ourselves and and yielding our will to His will, and live. That's the point. God desires us to live eternally, and God desires that we live a full and abundant life now. That's what Jesus says in chapter 10 of John. I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. It is the foolish child that chafes at the rebuke or the correction of their father. It is a foolish child, a strong-willed, even hard-hearted, rebellious child that is not in subjection to their parents. We, as God's children, saved by grace through mercy, we need to understand that we are to respond appropriately to the discipline that comes from the Lord. Verse 10 goes on and says, For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. But he, God, for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Our earthly fathers, they rebuke us, discipline us, chasten us for a short period of time while we're growing up. And they did just what seemed best to them. But God does what is for our profit. He knows what benefits us. So not only does God show that we are his true children through his chastening, Not only is he seeking that we be in subjection to him and respect him, but he also does this chastening for our profit. He wants us to benefit from it. He's not doing this in a self-serving way. And the reason why he wants us to profit is, our profit is that we may be partakers of his holiness. He wants us to partake of his holiness, not just to be holy on our own, but to share in his holiness. And so he disciplines us and he corrects us. He puts us in trials by fire and he moves us toward his holiness. Now, there's a part of this that we need to focus on for just a second because there are many people today who believe, well, we are under grace, so we're not under law. Therefore, we don't have to be obedient to the Father. We don't have to do anything in our salvation. And we need to understand Not only does God teach us that we need to be holy as he is holy, not only does he tell us that we need to walk worthy of our calling or all of the other things that he warns us again with regards to sin or tells us to do with regards to righteousness, when we do sin, he chastens us. And if we're not being chastened, if we're not being matured, perfected in the faith, made holy, then we're not his children. We're illegitimate. This is important for us. God expects, he expects so much that we be holy, that we grow and be mature followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he chastens us when we're not. Verse 11, now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. We all know that, right? It's the same with the Father. The Father does what's necessary for our profit, and it's painful. Nevertheless, 
Afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Peaceable fruit. That means as we mature in Christ, chastening is less and less frequent, and we have this peace, this relationship within ourselves of peace with the Holy Spirit and peace with God the Father. And that comes as we live righteously, holy before the Father. And he has trained us to do that by the chastening. We do not need to despise the chastening of the Father. It's an act of love for our prophet. It makes known to us that we are his children. It is designed to move us toward his holiness and his righteousness for our good. So we need to subject ourselves to it and respect him and love him. This is important for us to get, and many people just don't. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage. Thank you for reminding us that there is a relationship, a real relationship between you and us, your children. And as your children, we have a responsibility to respond to you appropriately in all of your activities. Father, you do care about us as individuals. You are working in our lives individually. What an awesome thing to consider. Father, we thank you for this truth. Now guide us as we seek to walk before you in love and respect and holiness. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the promise that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.